0: Folks, you can support the hardest working sports talk show in South Florida through Cash App or Venmo. Just search Cash Big O Show. Support us through Cash App or Venmo. Cash Big O Show. We thank you for your incredible support. All right, let's do it. He's ready to go. The man, the myth, the legend, Matt Vertoram. And sadly, Matt Verderam was there yesterday. It was a happy moment, but unfortunately, it did not turn out well Let's uh, bring him aboard. Matt Verderam, of course, from Sports Illustrated. He was there with his father at the parade yesterday. That's why he wasn't on the show yesterday. Uh, How you doing, my brother? How you hanging in there?
1: I'm fine. I'm fine, thanks. Uh, Yeah, that was was interesting and then tragic. Um, And I think what's more tragic, quite honestly, uh, is the reaction to it. Right. The reaction to it, which is a reaction to every single shooting in this country. Big which deal. is the same bullshit cycle yep. that we go through all the time. Yep. And uh it's tragic that someone lost their life. It's tragic that over a half dozen kids were shot. And and uh thankfully they'll they appear that they'll survive. But yeah, um, we were a little up the parade route. Uh, we were having a lunch actually when it happened i i think and i'm not I, look, i'm not from kansas city i'm not that familiar with the layout but i think we were about four to six blocks away um so we didn't even hear it we saw a lot of the first responders going down there to be honest with you i didn't think much of it i just thought parade's over you know huh. they're going down there to kind of maybe there's a dispute whatever uh, we, we didn't even know that something had happened until we got back in our car and then I looked at my phone and all of a sudden all these people were texting me, but yeah, uh, awful, awful situation. Yeah. 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 I'm one of those that was texting you. It's like, yeah, Whoa. you are. Yes. Yeah. Like, and Whoa. thank you. I appreciate it. You yeah, a- you were. You were, my wife was, my mother was, people that were at the parade were, uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot yeah. of people. I, uh, I
0: tweeted out, I said, the NFL can end this hold all celebrations inside your home stadium. uh tickets free tickets to your season ticket holders you already have their ids everything so everything goes in they can't they can't circumvent the tickets to anybody it must be them and their ids at the door and then the rest that's left in single game tickets after you've given you know your sponsors an opportunity to come to it then you sell those just minimal price three four five dollars and it goes to a charity but at the same time everybody that buys a ticket has to have an id and, it ha- and there is no transfer, no nothing, and you will go in with that ticket, and then everybody is searched, and you have a, a, a controlled environment. There will be no weapons. Everybody will be safe. You can even have security all the way out to the parking grounds where you can't even come in unless you have a ticket. And so, right. boom, uh, you control the environment. You open up the television coverage to all local stations since NFL Network is not there. You do the charitable thing, the right thing. Let the net, local networks do their pre-coverage and post-coverage and all that crap and all that. That way, everybody revels in it. Everybody takes advantage. They're either at the stadium or they're witnessing it in their television, phone, somewhere. But right. at least everybody is safe. Look, dude, I, I know we're going to get the people. oh, I don't want to change the way I live. Well, we change the way we fly. Okay. So, you know, the bottom line well, here, is we what, can't look, keep people safe here, in these
1: things. Here, here's my thing with that. And I'm not going to turn your show into my platform. But here's my thing with this. Oh, go for it, look, bro. Look, here's, here, here's my problem. All those same people who sit there and say, we can't change the way we live, can't change the way we live. Well, then change the circumstances by which we live by. Exactly. Or shut up about it. Like, that's my opinion. You're so hard up about, can't change. You know, nobody's taking my freedom. Well, then you know what? Your freedom's going to get impacted in another way. Right. That's reality. And look, I'm not anti-2A. I grew up in a household that owned guns. I I I I own a gun. I have no problem with guns. Listen, I have no problem with you owning a gun to protect yourself, your family. You're a hunter. You want to go, hey, go with God, man. I'm not sitting there being that guy. I'm not saying everybody should have to hand in their gun. There is no reason on God's green earth you need an assault rifle. You need a weapon of war. You don't need an AR-15 to protect your family. And, and by the way, I already know somebody out there is going to be like, an AR-15 is not an assault rifle. They Listen, bro, it's a weapon of war, okay? That's what it's designed for. It's not designed so Johnny can go shoot on the range at eight years old. And you don't need... Let's go kill your... a special pig. Yeah, I mean, need what, yeah what world, like what planet do you live in? How many enemies do you have that you need? What, what like 30 people showing up at your house at 4 a.m.? Come on, man. Like... You're fine with a Glock. You're fine with a single action rifle. Like there's, there's no need for it. And the shame of it is, it's not just Kansas City. There was a shooting in Florida yesterday. Yeah. There was, there and were three yeah. separate shootings that involved multiple people. And I am to the point of it. Like, look, I am. I think I'm. I'm fairly good to speak on this because I'm not a liberal and I'm not a conservative. I think both sides of it are completely nuts. Frankly, exactly. Like, that's me. I, I, I am right down the middle. I have conservative views and I have liberal views. And I got to tell you this, the next person that comes up to me and says, it's not a gun issue. Yeah. What is the only common denominator with a mass shooting gun? It's a freaking gun. And yeah. it's almost always an AR 15. Yeah, so but, get, how about, how about we try to get rid of AR 15s, but, but you know, and let then me, see what happens.
0: Let me, let me tell you what I talked about it before you came on. I, I called it more of a foundational problem. And what I mean by that is you need to create guns as a hot potato. In other words, so you got caught DUI. You might have a little bit of a rap sheet or not or whatever, but you're carrying a stolen weapon. 15 years in jail. End of story. No questions asked. Done. I'm 57. How old are you? 35. How many times have you carried around a stolen weapon? zero Exactly. Do you have any desire yeah. to carry a stolen weapon? I don't know. Do you have any desire to carjack somebody? I don't know. Okay, so that's my point. So yeah. we have to send the message where you commit a crime with a gun, nobody shot. You get 15 years. You commit a crime and somebody just shot, you get 25-30 automatically. Somebody dies, you go to the chair too, buddy, right away. You get Sounds you good. get you get your one appeal and it, no eight appeals. No, 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 no. One appeal, and it's over. You were found guilty, like these three scumbags yesterday, that we had this girl die. All three need to go, okay? And that's, you need to start sending a message that there is zero tolerance, no matter what gun it is. Yeah. And then that way, it starts to really resonate, because the rest of us that are normal human beings that we have our guns at home to protect our family or some sure. I'm not a hunter but there are I have friends that hunt that's fine yeah. dude that's all legal that's yeah. normal human stuff that's been going on forever what's not yeah. normal is carjacking and rape and and mass shootings and you know bro and that's where we have we have too much tolerance for
1: criminals period dude. We, we also have this weird thing about that we're Americans and therefore every single freedom that is possible needs right. to be ours and I am never going to be the guy who's like, I don't want freedom. Of course, everybody wants as much freedom as they can. Guess what? I don't have freedom to go 150 miles an hour on the freeway. No. I don't have that freedom. You know why? Because I'm dangerous as hell from going 150 miles an hour. So, so stay fly. away from you in Germany. Correct. I wouldn't get near me on the Autobahn. Okay. Or when I fly, I take off my shoes and I take off my belt and I go through a screening. You know why? Because 9-11 happened. That's why. Right. And guess what? I'm fine with that because I'd rather not have my plane hijacked while I'm on the way out there. And I know that the chances are minuscule inside a minuscule, but guess what? I'm still good with going through there because in the off chance that something's going down, I'd rather that guy gets caught. That's okay. Right. I'll live with taking my freaking Nikes off for 30 seconds and putting them back. Like, and if you're a responsible law abiding gun owner, you're fine with all this stuff, too. Yes. You don't have a problem getting a license. You don't have a problem going through the like waiting idea. seven days, 10 days, yeah, fingerprints, what whatever. About? Oh, what are you worried about? But, I mean, I mean it, and to your point, by the way, the foundational gun laws and I'll, I'll leave it at this. These people also that sell these these firearms who are you know, out of a store, I got a brick and mortar. If you are found to do so illegally, you oh. didn't check for, you should go to jail for 10 years. Life. Get out, no, 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 gone. no. Life. I'd put like, them because they are they are the conduits to murder. A 100%. So, no. You get caught doing that, you import a gun from another country that's illegal, jail, period. Life. Get out. Like, I, to me, you want to stop this stuff? That's how you stop foundational. it. Foundational. It's you know, foundational. You bury somebody for breaking a law that involves firearms. And then it'll stop. But until that happens, it won't stop. And what happened yesterday was unfortunate because it was a really nice day. It was 60. It was sunny. It was beautiful in Kansas City. And that parade will forever correctly be remembered for some asshole who decided to get into a, a dispute. And then it turned into multiple assholes just shooting guns off. And one person loses their lives. And a whole bunch of kids have their innocence shattered forever. Right. Yeah. And, and until
0: we attack it, foundationally... It's, so, not, it's not really specifically about one gun or another. We need to make all guns, you know, like, we need to make guns like it was when I was a child, okay? I had guns lying around my house everywhere. My dad had at least five guns in his house. Shotgun, he had a rifle, he had several handguns. He was cleaning them all the time, and they were there for, the, I could touch any of them if I, if, I, if I had the balls, okay? But see, that's the difference now. The kids don't have our common sense from back in the day. We didn't have all these stupid shootings. All. We kind of knew what it was. Why? Because, you know, your dad could scare you the way they can't scare you now. Your dad scares you this, th- that way, he, he goes to child services nowadays. Back in the day, you know, it was a whole different ballgame. You knew not to touch anything, you know what I mean? But it, it's, now you got to have gun locks, and now you got to understand that you have to live differently because people are not nearly as responsible as they used to be 30 and 40 and 50 and 70 years ago. There was more common sense with a lot of that stuff.
1: Let's also be real too. The weapons are different than they were 30, 40, 50 years ago, right? I mean, your dad probably didn't have an AR 15 sitting there on the, on the kitchen table. No, but Hey, Hey, Oh, why don't you go outside and shoot and shoot a fence and see what happens? Like it, it just, listen, I couldn't I'm even, I couldn't ties. even
0: carry the gun. I couldn't even, if he saw me pick up a gun, you're a dead man. I'm a you're, dead man.
1: I'm yeah, a of course. dead like, man, bro. My dad owns a 22 has my whole life. Always had it, had it in his closet. I knew where it was. Never touched it. Cause like you, I would, I would have been, I'd have been in a bad way. Okay. Like my best friend in high school, his room, they had five guns. Most, I believe they're all rifles. One might've been a shotgun on a, on a rack right above his bed. And those things, like, the rack wasn't really that good on the wall, and it would jingle around. And like. And I, I asked him once, with like, those things loaded? He's like, yeah. Never thought to myself once, like, oh, this could go This could go downhill, right? Like, we're idiots. Like, one of us slams into the wall, like, this thing falls off. This Nobody ever thought about it. He hunted all the time. All right, My yeah. point is, there are plenty of people who are completely responsible with their guns. Now, now, granted, maybe that wasn't the most responsible thing in the world, but, like, most people are responsible with their guns. The problem is the weapons are different now. Yeah. The worst argument in the world are these are these people, these credence who are like, listen, I need it because the government might come after me, bro. I got bad news for you. If the government comes after you, your AR-15, Ain't not win against their drone. It's not going to happen. <laughs> this isn't 1785 yeah. where it's musket on musket out in the yard, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. You're going to lose. Like to yeah. so the idea that like you're protected against a tyrannical government because you have a shotgun. Like, no, no, no. Like that. This isn't, this isn't 1700 something you're losing. The, the, the the
0: LA car chase always ends one way, right? It it does. Yes.
1: (laughs) You (laughs) know, you're not winning that. You're not walking out of that. Like it's, it's amazing. The lengths that people will just sell crap so they can go, but I want what I want. No, get, get lost. Yeah. You're like, don't. You can give me an argument that you like your weapons, and that's fine, and whatever. But don't give me bullshit. That drives me insane, and that's what most of these arguments are. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's just. Uh, and hopefully, we'll be able to, you know, attack it the right way. But I, I have no hope, unfortunately, that uh, that's that's uh, going uh, to end insane. up happening. What What are they? What's uh, What's being talked about for the the uh, the poor radio DJ, bro? That, I
1: mean, she was young, man. She's in Wow. Uh, I mean, it's it's really like. I, I didn't know her personally um i i know some people who like who do, who do know her uh and they're crushed uh by all accounts uh, she was a, a wonderful person the mother um you know of two of two children to my understanding and it's tragic i you know I, look um you know anybody losing their lives you know i think there's a natural thing you see over 20 people shot one person passes away and i think there's always a natural inclination to go like my god like thankfully all the kids are okay and the bottom line is, yeah, yeah, sure. Thank God everybody who who survived survived. But like somebody lost their life. Somebody lost their mom yesterday. Multiple people lost their mom yesterday. Somebody lost their their wife. Like somebody lost their daughter. And um, it's and, and again, like like oh, like pretty much all of these are they're just so senseless. Yeah. Like course. what is the what was the point? Because you got into an altercation, and then everybody in their mother who got in this altercation apparently was like, "Hold on a minute!" Like I have I have a weapon of war available to me. And this, by the way, forever to me, the argument of like, well, you know, if there's a good guy with a gun, bro, there were 800 good guys with a gun. Yeah. I was down there. You couldn't believe the police presence of down course. there. Of course. Yeah. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Right. One of the guys got tackled by civilians. Yeah. Two civilians tackled the guy. Yeah. In the we saw it. God bless those people. Like, yeah. I mean, It's crazy, yeah, like crazy stuff. But then you get these people like, hey, you know, stop stop, bad guy with a gun, get a good guy with a gun. Well, bro, I got to tell you, there were 800 good guys with guns and radios and every other piece of equipment you can imagine, helicopters, didn't stop them. Well, because 800 amongst 1 million. Yeah, you're still fighting a losing battle.
0: Yeah, it's impossible. Again, environment you cannot control. And that's exactly what we're finding out about all these parades and these kind of things. You know, city officials and and now team officials in this case, you know they've got to understand you can't control these kind of environments. But the NFL, they have the power to control this because they can just limit it inside their stadium. And I, I hope they do that so we don't have a Lisa Lopez Galvan losing her life, you know, yeah. yesterday, and that was just absolutely sad, you know, to see that. Um, now uh, I I you know I don't know how you segue to football, my brother um i'm wrong uh he's staying (laughs) he wants the three-peat you know i thought i thought travis was gone dude i thought he got humanized and you thought he would uh play because he's got two years left but this three-peat thing and then chris jones you know i even had some you know dolphin fans who always love these silly hypotheticals hey why don't we go after chris jones i'm like well is he available? How do you even know? Well, now you know Chris Jones wants to be there for a few more years. Kelsey is coming back. so And you know that they're going to focus on the draft and bring another wide receiver to that team. <laughs> you can bet your ass on that. Um, yeah. Talk to me about how it looks for them because, obviously, they've got money and they've got to pay people and uh, the challenge of all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, you know, listen, I think it's going to be very interesting. They're, they're all season season. Um, is mostly about trying to figure out how to keep the defense together. They have Legere Sneeders, a free agent who went on uh, Up and Adams, K. Adams show today, and when asked if he had a message for Brett Veach, said, pay me, pay me, pay me. So I don't think he's taking a discount, nor should he. Um, Chris Jones is uh, – Potentially going to be back. We'll see. Uh, I think it's kind of been widely believed that in KC, like, eh, it might be tough to keep him. And then he spent the entire parade screaming about how he wants to come back for three more years. I, I was going to uh, tell you. I was going to tell you this. He's got three titles. This is his last big
0: contract. Correct. I think yep. KC gets a price break here on this one because he, he wants the legacy part of this whole thing, and he's happy. And maybe he's watched other people. Maybe he watched the Dalvin Cook situation. Like he was just sure. chasing money, and then he found out he was unhappy. And like other Miko Hardman, he went to chase the money with the Jets. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I-, I can see Miko didn't change uh, just because he left the
1: Jets. No, he I kept the jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that jewelry is too expensive. He was wearing it. And I'm going. That doesn't go with your thing, now. You're a chief, not a jet. But uh, I, I'm thinking, dude, oh, I I spent 150 grand on this. I'm wearing it. <laughs> he gets away with it because in Kansas City, his nickname was the Jet. Yeah. So he can just be yeah. I'm, it's the Jet, and it uh, works out for him. Right. It. Right. Exactly. Um,
0: but but maybe he sees some of that, and I'm when I hear Chris Jones say that, I'm saying. Dude, you're kind of losing slight at leverage, a little bit. You know, you are Pat Mahomes on defense, but still, you know what I'm saying? So I almost feel like there might be a better marriage in the offseason between those two guys, you know, right. the, team
1: and, the team and Jones. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be uh, – look, I, I think with Jones and Snead, my guess is that one of them stay. Yeah. Um, there's a world yeah if they sign jones like a tags need i mean they could do that they can open up money with Mahomes' deal because if they restructure them they save like 35 million dollars and there you go um i mean so they could they could if they want to but then it gets tricky down the road with guys like nick fold nick reed humphrey when you're three say, when you're three peating bro you deal with that shit when you have to deal with that, that that's shit. i agree with you that's kind of how i feel about this like just kind of talking to people around them the mentality is like we have to do this so like i And I think, look, it's kind of like if you're in the middle of a perfect season and you could rest guys, but you're like, look, man, we're trying to have a perfect season. Like, we're going for it. Right. Um, Brett Veach is pretty aggressive by nature. I think they will try to keep as many of these guys in-house as humanly possible. And they might say with the receivers, look, there's a million receivers in this draft. Let's just take one. Let's take one in the first round. Let's take one in the second round. You know, whatever the case may be. Um, But – they just won the Super Bowl with this group. Like I think there's a two Super Bowls with this group. There's a good chance they're going to try to keep everybody around. I think Drew Tranquil is a guy they'll try to retain. Um, you know, I think Donovan Smith they might let walk. They have A. E. Morris behind him who they like. Um, but yeah, I think offensively the only thing they really need to do is add a receiver. And then defensively, it's how many guys can you retain? I mean, that's really, they're the youngest defense in football. So it's really just you bring back Jones and Sneed, or is it one of them? That's kind of the big fi- question facing them. And here's the big thing of all of this.
0: Oh, Tom Brady the GOAT. Or could it be Matt, Pat Mahomes? This, dad. Oh, does he get seven? Okay, nobody has a three-peat. Tom didn't get a three-peat. You know, and so, right. okay, New right. England is the, sure. is the dynasty of this century. Yeah, they got seven, but Kansas City got five, let's say, or something. But they got a right. three-peat in the middle of that. That's something they didn't do, you know, because our Dolphins did the three-peat. They just lost the first one and then won the second and the third, you know, but they did a three-peat. It just they didn't peat the third time. But you know what I'm saying? So when you can do something like this, and this is something that Mahomes would have over Brady in that discussion. This is something the Chiefs would have over the Patriots. You know what I mean? By the way, it's really cool that the two AFL teams are the
1: ones that are setting some of these records. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, look, you know, I think, look, you, you bring up a point that I've i thought about a lot this past couple, you know, past week, last few days, for, especially for Mahomes. It is not lost on him that if he wins this next Super Bowl, he's done something Brady can never say he's done. No and one's done. No, no one's one. done. right. Nobody, nobody in Super Bowl history, Super Bowl era, has ever done. But he will have that on on anybody forever, right? Like, hey, first one ever do it. The and if you're them, like you look at this team and go, listen, we bring the exact same team back in a draft class. Got a pretty decent shot, right? I and mean, if you add one receiver, you have a defense, you know, it's a top three unit in the league. You got, a, you got a good offensive line. You got Kelsey. You got Rasheed Rice, who's now not a rookie in the second year. You have Pacheco. I mean, you know, so, and it's a division where the Raiders and Broncos aren't threatening. The Chargers should be better with hardball, but you wonder if they're going to take a step back with the cap crunch this year. Yeah, they got problems. Oops. They got problems. Like, okay. this might be kind of a reset year for the Chargers. So, like, and, and by you, the way, they need to hit on
0: picks to reset this yeah. whole
1: thing and all that. They do.
0: They're do. they not making a quick turnaround, bro.
1: So if you're the Chiefs, you're looking at the conference going, all right, look, the division, if we're healthy, we should win the division again. And and the Ravens are going to take a step back. They're going to lose some guys. And, you know, the Bengals, we'll see what happens with Higgins. I would think they tag him, but, you know, we'll see. The AFC South, I like the Texans, but I don't think they're there yet. We'll see how the offseason plays out. The AFC East is probably where you're threatened. I mean – you know, Miami has a lot of talent. Buffalo's the team you'll look at and go, okay. And, and but I mean all the QBs, bro. All the QBs are in this conference. Yes. Right. That's the thing. So I think that's I would not be surprised to see the Chiefs do whatever they can to try to keep just about everybody at a receiver and then say, Hey, look, if we got to pay for that three years down the road, fine, we'll pay for three years down the road.
0: You know, last year, um the the Panthers ended the Stanley Cup where Kachuk scored a goal and everything with a broken clavicle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, damn, Radko Gudis had a high ankle sprain, played the entire series with a high ankle sprain. Uh, there were a couple other guys that had this, that. You're like, what the hell is going on here? And then we have the NBA that has load management. <laughs> and then we have Allegretti playing with a completely torn UCL ligament. In his elbow, an offensive lineman playing with a torn elbow, completely torn elbow ligament since the second quarter. Yeah, It's interesting how NFL players, NHL players actually, you know, play the game to the extreme compared to the NBA that they're worried about their little load management crap.
1: I mean, that was crazy when it came out that Al Grady played with a torn UCL in the middle of the second quarter. That's crazy. Come on. And like Mahomes tweeted out afterwards. Mahomes was just like tweeting basically like, Yeah, we, we needed him. <laughs> like, yeah, well. well he's done okay. it too. He's done it too with the ankle.
0: That oh,
1: yeah, sure. It's crazy. Like I mean, you're blocking Come a 330-pound guy who run like the wind. And you're like, all right, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, listen, people don't understand pro sports. I mean, yeah, the NBA look, the guy is a guy's a hang now, he's out for two months. But like the rest of these sports, like there are guys, I mean, you're playing with ridiculous stuff. And guys just play through it because they can, you know, and it's like, all right, listen, numb it up for three hours. And I'm going to go out there and do it. And then at the end of the season, I mean, hockey, they're famous for this. Hockey, playoff season ends for some team. Eight guys get surgery. I mean, I'm a devil's fan. I remember one year, it was the last year they won the cup, both 2003. Scott Stevens, who was a great defenseman for them. People don't know who he was. Physical as hell. He took a slap shot off the side of his head and part of his ear came off. And they sewed his ear back together and he played in the next game the next night against Tampa. Just like didn't, nothing, just completely unfazed by the entire thing. Like they put a little flap over the ear to protect it, like just this little tiny flimsy piece of plastic. And he played the rest of the playoffs like that. Just fine, didn't matter. Got lost part of his ear. There was blood all over the ice. And they they just brought out like a little chisel and chiseled up the blood. And then he put a little cover over it. Good to go. Not a problem. Play the entire rest of the playoffs like that. Like it's, guys are crazy at that level. You kind of have to be to get there, and you know you see that occasionally.
0: All right, man. What do you got going on in Sports Illustrated so uh, folks can check it out, my man? Uh,
1: I think you know I've got uh, kind of on vacation for this week, so it's been nice. I'm going to be going to the combine in Indy. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to being there. Will you be at the the combine this year? I
0: don't think so, man. Mm. I don't think so.
1: I think I'm going to pass on the
0: combine. I. I uh, I'm talking to a couple. If if a couple people tell me they will have time to meet, then I'll go. Okay. Uh, but if I can't meet with certain NFL people, I don't want to go because the problem is what's changed in the combine over the last seven eight years is that they're the nights some of the dude, pers- dude. some of the personnel people aren't going out nearly as much as they used to. It's you know? true. And so. Uh, you'll catch some guys, but and it'll be later at night. At sometimes that they'll, you, they're trying to sneak in, and some of these guys also they don't even want to be in public with a drink in their hands because everybody's got a phone. So yeah,
1: well so that's that's. You, certainly, you, I'm sure yeah. you get
0: some of that, and so uh, oh yeah, yeah I, I, I'm I mean, still leaving it up in the air. I may go, but not yet. We'll see. Okay,
1: well I'll be so uh, look. I've got some off season pieces coming out. Uh, Gilberto Manzano, my colleague, is handling the NFC. I'm handling the AFC. i just like one move uh, to look at for the off season for each team, off season outlook, just like the, listen, frankly, to be honest, it's that kind of typical stuff to kind of set the scene. Um, and then, uh, I've got the podcast going the MMQB podcast, which we're taking a break this week. We'll be back next week. Um, and just, just a lot of, a lot of free agency, a lot of draft, you know, kind of preparing for that time of the year. Everybody in my regular day-to-day life. They're like, Oh, you can relax now. I'm like, this is busier than the damn season. Yeah. Like, I, I can't express the night of the, the, the third day of the draft when that thing's over. I'm not a huge drinker. I have like three beers. I just sit down and drink. I'm like, oh, now it's my summer vacation, May, June, first half of July. But, yeah, it's just a lot of offseason, a lot of draft. Um, And I oh, and I will say, although I don't know how many Dolphin fans are going to care about this, but I launched uh, the Matt Verderam show on Patreon, okay, uh, which is a Chiefs-focused podcast. My national one is the MMQB. Just kind of something fun. Just a passion project. Go back to my roots a little bit. Um, But if you want to check it out, it's uh, the Matt Vertoram Show on Patreon. There's like three different tiers. You can be a free member, $5, $10 a month. So um, it's all there if uh, people just want to hear more of me for whatever reason. I'm there.
0: There you go. Matt, as always, you're a stud, my brother. And we'll pass on the link. Just send it to me so I can uh, get it off. It's probably on your Twitter feed, right? Uh, Yeah, it's pinned. Pinned tweet. Okay, good. I'll I'll retweet that. All right, my brother. We'll catch up next week. I appreciate you. You got it. Take care. You got it. There you go. The champion, Matt Verderam, baby. Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. That is awesome.